All right. Let's get on to the Q&A. Tonight, we are joined with by Axel Sunderland, Serena, and the amazing Evie Brooks, who has been doing all of our visuals, and Brittany, our, our producer slash new moderator, um, first ever Frequencies moderator. Um, keeping the chat going is going to be uh, asking your questions throughout this uh, Q&A th tonight. So welcome, Brittany. And I don't know, Andrew, are you on the screen? No, you're not. I'm yeah. looking at the thing. Andrew's also here. We can see Andrew, but you can't. Our faithful director is also, also with us. So let's get into it. I think we'll just start off with some quick introductions. So tell us a little bit about who you are and your, a little bit about a history of your music career. Um, and then we'll just take it from there. So Axel, do you want to, do you want to start things off? Yeah, sure. So... Hi, I'm Axel Sundlin. I am a DJ, a producer, and part of a duo known as Nancy Music. Um, Music-wise, my music career probably, I probably bloomed really late. Uh, I did a lot of my work as a performance artist beforehand and as a theater maker, but I was around a lot of experimental uh, performance and music as well. But it wasn't until my kind of mid-20s, I started digging into electronic music and dance music and going to parties in the UK. And then uh, I moved over to Newfoundland in 2017 and then started DJing and playing out probably about just under a year later. So, and then, so I've been DJing now for, playing out for like two, three years, DJing for less than about five and producing has been fairly new too. So about a good two years. Wow. You could not, I could not tell. If you didn't tell me that, I would not know. Um, <laughs> that's incredible. Picking uh, it up and just running with the maths free time that I had. But yeah, we'll get on to that later. <laughs> <laughs> free time in St. John's? What, what, a lot to do? Oh, I was waiting for uh, just stuff regarding immigration and getting my PR. And yeah. so, what else are you going to do when it's like stormy winter weather and you're going to stay inside and sit with your computer? <laughs> <laughs> Make some beats. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm happy you're productive. We, we are the benefit of your downtime. Um, definitely some great tracks out on Young Dumb Records that I've been enjoying. Um, Serena. Tell us a little about you. Um, so my name is Serena, pronouns are she, they, and I am a recording artist based in Takarano, Turtle Island. Um, I am from uh, uh, de um, descendants of uh, people from Colombia. Um, I have been, and I'm also a co-founder of Club Quarantine. Um, and I have been doing music my whole entire life. Um, I've been on this pursuit, but only recently I've been like doing it as myself. I started transitioning like seven months ago and it's, it's a whole wild moment and a lot had to happen for me to get to this point. But I'm so happy and thankful to be here now and to be alive and to be like speaking my truth and expressing every single part of me with no shame. Um, and that's, that's me. 
That's that's great. Um, your set tonight was incredible. Really feel lucky that we were able to feel blessed that you were able to share your new music with us um, on frequencies. Thank you for for choosing thank us. You, thank you. My heart was pumping. Like I was so <laughs> nervous because it's literally the first time that like a, an audience is hearing this music for the first time, and like that's a wild moment. Like these songs live in my head, bro. You know what I mean? Like it's and you. I, I, as an like uh, artist, you're so neurotic on your art sometimes. I know I am. And so like, just, you know, you get your inner saboteur in and you start like, oh, am I the only one that likes this? Because it's not good. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. And so I, I'm really happy that I got this opportunity uh, to share this. And it, it all just kind of came in nicely, the timing. I'm dying to perform again and that was a really nice outlet like I really truly felt like when I when I did it I was like once I start I'm not stopping and like my in-ear monitor was like not being cute and like <laughs> it was so soft and it was my fault but then I committed to it and I was like fuck I'm gonna do this because I only had that one time because then I have to leave the studio because then I had another moment to be it's like it was like it's now or never um so, but uh, I, I'm, it still worked out and uh, I felt like I was, you know, performing to a live audience and I had lots of fun. That's amazing. I'm, I'm glad you embraced the live spirit, even though we were recording, because I think you could fall, easily fall down a trap like we're taking it again. Uh, we're doing that one again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just me in my room. Like it was no different than me in my room dreaming of being at a stadium. Do you know what I mean? Like all these people like, <laughs> like that's who I was in my cabeza. <laughs> amazing. You mentioned like like you're, you're being in your own head and trying to like be I guess being nervous about sharing your music for the artists out there. I think that's a very common feeling. I know I feel that way. I'm sure Axel, you feel that way too. Like, I guess for both of you, how do you get over that hump? Like, how do you like make that leap to be like, I'm doing it now. Now's the time where I'm going to just, I'm going to try it. You get opportunities like this and you run with it. Like, uh, like, Sonata, like a lot of the tracks they was, done to like for this event were all brand new or like all new material apart from one and once people be like hey i want to see what you can do it's like right let me just like go balls to the wall like ready to go and show the world that this is me like period i think yeah you, you like especially during these times where you are like your inner saboteur is going at you being like what are you doing what's going on and then it, you're trying to either force yourself to make something but yeah i think when you're giving these opportunities it's like right let me sh let's show the world like what i'm doing and taking that to the extra mile so then do you have anything to add Honestly, it ebbs and flows. And before I'd had no control of it. And then I would get down in the dumps for not being in a creative space. And it's like, oh my God. Um, 
but I'm just kind of just really trying to like actively listen to my body, listen to my instincts. She always knows, like she always knows what's up. She always knows what's true. And like, if, 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 if this is how I'm supposed to pour this out, like that's the other thing is like not judging even what I'm creating, what I'm doing. Like a lot of the music that I made is like, it's just experimenting with sounds on, you know, on my DAW and just kind of like putting shit here and pushing there and having no qualms about like, what style or like what things obviously my inspirations kind of come through naturally from what I do but I don't approach it trying to already give myself a structure that's a, a whole different moment that like I hadn't really approached music in that way because my past was so rigid and I that, that that's kind of what has always dictated my art but now there's just like a freedom that just like I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like it's liberating. And it's just like, if you like it, if you like it, if you don't, if you don't, you know what I mean? But does it make it any less nerve wracking to then put that out there to an audience for people to eat or spew out? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a concept. It's a weird thing. Cause you're just putting it out there for people to critique, you know, and they just want to be haters. Like people love to be haters sometimes. So it's hard out there. Yeah, for sure. But I think like, um, I don't know, my experience, I'm happy you're able to get in the headspace of just experimenting and trying and letting yourself be creative and letting yourself be who you are. Because in my experience, artists who are able to do that, their music like goes up another level. I think people are afraid to do that. Um, but every time it happens or every time I hear an artist saying they're doing that, it's normally like their work gets better. So I'm happy you're able to do that. Um, I'm going to start with a really a basic question. I'm curious as to why music for both of you. Like, why did you start? Why do you get, why do you, why do you continue? Um, what inspires, like what, why, why are you in this game? I ask myself that every day. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is hard, but it's what the universe clearly wants for me. Like no matter how much I try to run away from her, it's like, it brings me back. That's the thing. And like, I want to give up so many times and I've had so many times where I'm just like, why have I spent my whole life doing this? Why was this the one thing as a child that I just like couldn't stop doing? I wanted to sing. This uh, is what I need to do. Yeah. And if, absolutely. And I think, um, Especially where journey where it's it's kind of like you have one direction where you feel like you've got a, a focal point where you want to go and maybe getting into music, not considering that at first and realizing you just keep coming back to it and it keeps coming back to you. And it's like the universe is kind of pointing these directions towards you. It's kind of like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be going and what I'm supposed mm. to be doing mm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um I would never expect five years ago myself to be like, okay, you're going to be moving to one other continent and work heavily in much more music. I've been like, nah, nah, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, it's here now. And, it, you know, it's, it's doing good so far, I guess, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an amazing journey for you because it's not your, your, by following, I guess, music being in your life and ending up in all St. John's, which is not by any stretch of the imagination of an electronic music mecca. Um, mm. At least not yet. Um, maybe you're changing that. Um, 
There's a lot of changes definitely going on in St. John's. You feel it. You can feel um, the, the, it's almost like the city is shaking, ready to go and just kind of like burst and explode. It's it's just how you find it. I love that. I love that. It's, it's really like, I, I, th- I think the one thing that like St. John's really has is that there is a big kind of musical element, but it's about who you come into contact with and and kind of experiencing a lot of things in the liveness, especially before COVID and kind of seeing how that develops now and seeing what's happening now. Who are some artists that that the world in Canada should be watching out for in St. John's right now? Oh, good question. Well, I mean, definitely checking out Yondam Records is definitely a good one. I think like they're doing... Oh, there's been a lot of amazing releases coming out of Ringdom Records. Uh, there's a duo I love known as Cuerpos, which is uh, with two friends of mine, one named Frankie, who goes by the name of SSLO, and Nadia, and they both do kind of like reggaeton, really much inspired from their kind of roots from South America, Frankie being half Chilean and Nadia being from Ecuador. Um, and also I would say the likes of Clearly from Selenium, which is in a techno party and uh, various DJs in the city, Crystal Hayden, Worker, like th- there's so many people. It's just, um, take, it's just us obviously just bringing it out there being like, hey, here we are, what's going on? Yeah, I love that. The East Coast always punches above its weight musically, um, always. Um, from the time I was a teenager listening to like uh, a small label, well, I guess not a small label, a label Murder Records, which I'm a fan of, which was Sloan's record label. It has nothing to do with electronic music, but a young Ted was really into that music. Um, but it's consistently through my whole life, whether it's Halifax, St. John's, um, artists from the East Coast. It's just, it, it, it blows my mind. So I'm really happy to hear that. I'm going to check out all those artists you've just listed. Um, definitely following Young Dumb, Dumb Records. We've been playing lots of their tracks. Um, now it's a good po- point to start to get to some audience questions. Brittany, I know we've I've seen yeah. it. So what, what's the first question? Um, yeah, well, first of all, before we start, um, I don't think you have to worry about the haters in the chat because as I was reading um, throughout the set, it's been so good. And even people are commenting now. being like, we love you, Queen. It's so good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, people are loving it. Um, the first question we got is from Squid. Um, and they ask, how did the creative process change with lockdown? That's a good one. Um, I don't know. The artist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> stop them on the first question <laughs> chill waving is loving it anyways though <laughs> I, I i don't know my mental health dictates my art like and how i do it and where i go with it and and how that process goes about to be honest a lot of this has been new for me because this is actually the first time that i i have the control i have the power I didn't have that before. I was under a very suppressive structure 
um, that didn't allow me to exist in the industry as is. And I very much appeased to white cis heteronormativity and what it meant to be a male pop star. Um, and going down that route, you know, because my team thinks that, you know, competing against like Justin Bieber, Sean Mendes, like those are the people that I should be, you know, um, trying to be like, uh, because that's what I had said that I wanted to be at that level. But there was this understanding that if I wanted to be at that level, then I would have to play that game. And I tried playing that game for a very long time and it literally almost killed me. So finally getting out of that moment. And like, that's why this music is the first time that it's an actual expression of like myself, not a full created controlled version of what they wanted to see from me. Um, And like that day that I filmed this performance, like, I saw myself in the mirror and fucking squealed because I couldn't believe how beautiful I felt in that moment. Like no one could tell me shit, you know, like I just saw myself and I just was like, and then I had flashbacks of me shooting a music video back in that day. And like remembering the dysphoria, this disassociation of just seeing myself in the mirror and seeing like Masari, <laughs> you the Canadian artist, Lebanese uh, artist, and seeing that and, and like no shade to him, but I just I that's just not me. I'm not a man. I'm not that. I'm just like whoa. But I don't even have the language to express it at that time. So all of this is very new to me, but I I but I've been doing music my whole life. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like not new, yeah. but new in terms of the way that I've completely approached this. And I think it, it's a pandemic or no pandemic. You know what I mean? It's just sort of my mental health and, and, and then just trying to be as open as possible and not judge myself. Did, did being part of Club Q at all um, oh. help your creative process? Like, <laughs> Oh, oh. Club Q is why I transitioned, honey. Like, Club Quarantine, I found myself even deeper through Club Quarantine because I was now exposed to queerness from all around the world. And I'm seeing all these girls just being so beautiful and being so, ah, and just like people just living their lives. And like, you know, Casey and Q, who you, you know, played a few times tonight, um, and one of our co-founders, um, it's been an incredible job at leading the programming of, uh, of, of our parties and just being exposed to so much incredible queer talent from around the world, specifically so many trans artists that have come through and just like, as they each come through, it's just like giving me the, like the, the courage to like do it, to like not only do it, but like be also like open and like in the industry and like doing it and like, making moves and just kind of like you know um community is like wildly important and it's like we really truly need each other and there's so many of us you know like there's so many of us there's so many of us yeah chill waving uh writes in the chat you being your authentic self makes the music hit harder canada has enough overprocessed and glossy artists <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I couldn't agree more. Um, 
when you were when you we were, we were talking about this earlier, I think probably a few weeks ago, and it's been bugging me since we talked about it because there's this disconnect between your team telling you you can't be yourself, and then club quarantine. For those who don't know, like runaway success. Literally, you basically like had a night that was basically the same thing as a Super Bowl halftime show. It was Lady Gaga sponsored by Bud Light. Like you can't get any more extreme, like more mainstream than that. And I'm like, I don't understand how these two things can go. Like, how can your team misjudge the market so much? Oh, 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 because my team was homophobic and transphobic. They didn't <laughs> want to really face it. You know what I mean? And using the industry as a scapegoat, you know what I mean? To like justify all of these fucking, you know, decisions and things. Um, you know, even as like there was a parent changing as a social, like we've seen a lot of social change with queer rights and trans rights. We still have so much to go, but at least the conversation of it has very much shifted. And I, and, and, and still that wasn't enough. Still that wasn't enough, you know, to, to, to sort of see, hmm, and like think futurist, you know what I mean? Think like ahead, you know what I mean? Like, all these rigid institutions and everything like is that really what i really truly want and like we have now these resources to like be a lot more self-sufficient so like i want to take this shit and run with like this is the time honey this is the time for us to control our own narrative and to actually like connect with people on a level that you just couldn't have because there, there there was no um bridge between artists and fans in that way there was very hierarchy between fans um and then just also people are so thirsty for authenticity. You know what I mean? Um, especially after that Trump administration and like, just like there was no way you could run away from those lies, those blatant, blatant lies. And then that helped lift the veil of like all the ways that they catch us and they like, you know, manipulate us and all these things. So now more than ever, people want like the truth. The truth. Where are our fighters, our truth fighters, our freedom fighters? You know what I mean? So the time is now for us to pop off, girl. Why do you think, like, I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head. Why do you think, like, like it's not just the music industry. The entertainment industry seems to be more repressive than society. Like, yes. like you see it, like, I, the thing I think about is, like, Black Panther. Like, is America ready for a black superhero? Like, yeah, been ready forever. Why do you think we're not? Um... Why do you think that happens? Because it's it's weird. Because if I like, I'm kind of thinking of like somebody who'd be managing you, and I'm like, well, why do we need a Justin Bieber? We have a Justin Bieber. We have a Shawn Mendes. If you being yourself is, I would look at it as an advantage. Like it's different. Yeah. It's authentic. It's like you're not copying what's already in the market. And I'm just like, why? Why don't? Why doesn't the entertainment industry see that? Two things: profits are at the forefront of every decision. And media and entertainment being this art form is used to manipulate and control the narrative. You know what I mean? Telling us how to be, who to be, why are these celebrities so influential? They can fart and we're all like watching them on Instagram and then buying their lip filler or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's sort of where we're at as a culture. And and there's dollars behind it. That's that's just really what it boils down to. They don't give a fuck what they're putting out. They will queer bait all they want. They will give us the visual representation that we're so thirsty for, but not giving it from that like moment of heart, which is like Club Q is run by artists, queer artists. And this is from our heart. Like there's just no ifs, ands or buts around that. 
versus having at this forefront, you know, profits and gains and all that shit. Like yeah. says, call them out. <laughs> In the chat, she's like, call them out. <laughs> I think it definitely reminds me of kind of the early Detroit kind of techno vibe of underground resistance being like, I'm always out for the war because this is what I started and this is what I want to do and this is what I showcase. This is my story. This is who I am. And I think even just in like the music and entertainment industry, it's always just, I feel like it's it's most just about money and telling people like how this is and what this is and kind of centricizing over that. And, you know, I think especially during this time, people like, no, let's stop erasing our narratives because people are constantly like not being able to see their truths. Mm-hmm. And it's now it's getting it's more just getting to the point being like no let's stop this you've seen this happen you know what's going on embrace it love it share it know it like you know let everyone just tell like me can I make from doing this release and this label and. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like like Club Q sponsored by Budweiser. Like there's more like there's like it's like authenticity uh, authenticity brings profits. Like audiences mm-hmm. it's smell in like they they get bored. Like the spoon fed pop pablum, like the entertainment well, they'll jump on an idea and they'll just push it out forever and people get really bored. We're not the same consumers as we were ten years ago, twenty years ago, forty years ago. You can't pacify us like that as easy. Yes, people are still being pacified, but there is a complete shift, kind of like actually feeling that energy. You know what I mean? Like there is that that buzz is happening all around the world because like once we come out of this, like we're going to be butterflies. You know what I mean? Like we're going to be just on a next level. I cannot wait just for everything that's coming out of this of this experience as a whole. For sure. Um yeah, I guess we've, what's, we've gotten some heavy subjects there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Axel wants to wants to field the question of, you know, did your creative process change during lockdown? It was weird because, like, uh, especially the beginning of last year, I was wanting to develop as more of a solo producer because previously did a couple of projects with Nancy Music and... That's me and my uh, with my dear worker, and obviously was doing that. So before the lockdown started, it was making then just developing as a solo artist, and then lockdown happened. And I, I, I think what got me first was kind of eating into everyone trying to build to a standard of how do we move from one platform to another, and seeing again these online parties happening all this going on and uh being like yeah let me just stay on top of my game and i realized no rest is the pure kind of resistance of it all listen to your body listen to your mind by the time i hit the like to hit july i was just like (sighs) and more led on to a personal development of just healing and more discovering myself and taking away from music and by the time winter happened it was just kind of feeling kind of 
yearning to get back into something but it was just responding to everyone else in the world and being like keep, like feeling like can i keep up well i don't really want to keep up right now anymore i'm still making great work i can still make great work there's there's people who are going to still continue making great work it's just you know my time will come along when i want to make my time come along mm-hmm. um there was other in my mind there were other things i wanted to focus on and think about that was going on whether it be my own personal development, what's going on in the world, and just let that sink in. As well as um, when this all happened, I went from like, not like just before I gained PR into like working into like, essentially into the like front lines of just serving people food on the drive. Like, and everyone else is kind of going into these lockdowns. It was just a real big, like upside down world at that point for me like what I was used to for two and a half years to now. So uh, lockdown wise and COVID wise, it was just, <laughs> just the mess. I was like, right, time to <laughs> peace out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I think in relation to that, that resting time, it's allowed me to really much more kind of develop who I am as a person who I am in my identity but also as an artist kind of go okay let's really hone into my craft and what we can present so yeah go ahead Brittany well I think you know that kind of leads into the the next question um Lex asks, do you think your music style has changed without the presence of a live audience? Um, Cause it's tough. It's tough when you're, you know, you don't have a, a direct feedback or, or direct response from a crowd. Right. It's, it's, I would I, say no. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was, I, I was, I was going to say, I think uh, there's a bit more changes in relation to, I guess for me, hearing certain sounds that I do enjoy and people are like, oh, like you play a lot of this in your DJ sets. I'm like, yeah, I've never made a track right now. Let's go, let's just go for it. Um, that's been nice. At the same time, uh, no, process hasn't really changed. Just kind of just sticking to what I like and what I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sticking to what I like, sticking to my gut. Like that's something that I've really been like actively being like pushing for um, because that was also something that stopped me from like really pushing the boundaries before was that like, it's not about what you like, it's about what is working right now. And that's not a good way to approach music. Like that's when it becomes factory farm, dude. I don't want factory farm music. Like it needs to come from a real, real, real true place. And so for me, like it's just really, truly been like my survival. It's been like my, oh, you know, during this, especially, I mean, and I, I, I produced, I produced these myself, eight, eight out of the 11 tracks on my album, I produced, which is something that I picked up during the pandemic because I, I mean, that, okay, so that did force me to change because (laughs) before that I didn't produce and I really stayed away from it because I was just kind of overwhelmed to like learn a new medium um, because I had already like, I'm tired of 
running this ship on my own, being my own label, my own marketer, my own advertiser, my own publicist, my own manager, my own, like, what the hell? Like, I need a fucking team, you know? So, so producing was like the last thing that I really wanted to like even try to figure out because it just looked so daunting. Um, But then once I literally had no choice because now I could no longer go to a studio and have a sesh with someone, you know what I mean? Like I can't vibe with anyone. And, and then I was also Casey who actually encouraged me to do it because like, he was just like, trust yourself. Like, I know you can do this, you know, like, um, and, and that wasn't, that was like a push that I, I needed that nudge. Um, cause it's also important just to have people that like believe in you. That's another moment too. And I didn't know what that felt like either, because like, I was always being kind of like <laughs> told that I was never enough. And so you kind of just list you, that voice becomes like the main voice. And so every single moment that you do, you're just like, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. And a lot of my like approach to things that I was doing came from a desperate point because it's this like desperation of being like, I've been doing this my whole life. I deserve to have a, a piece of this, a space. Like I deserve to have a moment. Um, but you can't operate from that place either so um it's just once my priority changed to like it being the root of this is because this brings me joy and it's the only way that I can express my abstract feelings out into the world and that changed everything very inspiring I think it's an important lesson for all all artists mm-hmm. coming from the right place um in making music for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's 8 billion people in the world. You're bound to find people that are going to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like, like literally, for real, like literally when you hear it, like even tonight, just like hearing like, like your songs, like I was just like in awe because it's just like, knowing that you've also, you're producing them too and being like, did you produce this track and this track? And it's like, yeah, it's like, oh my God, it just, feel like you have numerous of conversations just now talking about like how that was done and just understanding why you like love them and again i feel like as especially in this world right now it's what we're all just constantly doing is just sending each other love and just really embracing like you are making great art i love that i want to talk more about that and want to be a fan of your work so like yeah definitely yeah definitely tonight I was just like oh my god I I, I would literally could have screamed being like bitch oh my god <laughs> because it was just it's just that, that moment of kind of um be, being in that situation just kind of like how do you like what like, I'm even just <laughs> right now <laughs> Bearing in mind, it's like nearly 1 a.m. But what I'm saying is, it's like seeing that work being presented and then having a dialogue afterwards and, and, and just a kind dialogue of, I really just love this and the percussionist and the vocals and the, the beat and just kind of having those responses and just sending that love out in the world has been the one thing that really have appreciated more during this time. Mm-hmm. Preach, girl, preach. 
How? So you're both, I guess you're both relatively new to production then. Mm, oh my was, God, yeah. How was that switch, right? Like either the switch from DJing or the switch from sessions, like, like you're mm. both like, like if you didn't tell me you were, you just did it, I would have not known. I would assume you're doing it your whole life because it sounds really good. Um, but what was that process like? Like, was it just like, was the learning curve really steep? How do you keep no. motivated? Performing live with like your own samples and patterns, like on using a whole, like I'm not used to it. I've been performing for half my life, but like performing new material particularly as well was so daunting. I was um, messaging my friend Frankie from the duo Quite Brosums, like probably one of the only one of the two people I've known who've done like a live kind of setup. And just been like, how is this done? And just again, having that dialogue and just talking through it. But um, yeah, I would never expect doing that at this point in production career. But um, oh my God, it was fun. <laughs> like <laughs> doing doing those on the fly and then kind of thinking, okay, what can you do next in doing that? But it's so daunting at first. Mm, mm, so mm-hmm. so daunting at first and, and and because of that you're like I can't put a like for myself I was like I can't put a high expectation on this being a fully finished product in my mind I was like I'm gonna do what I can do and know I want to work on it when it's done but I'm showing it to the world that like this is what I've been working on over the past two weeks far from like I mean one of the tracks I made last year but again it's like Let's do a live version of it. Never done that before. Let's go for it. Like, um, and just seeing how people respond to it and then go back to it again. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you make that assumption of, I want to make this full thing and then release it and go the extra mile with it, then you're just, you're stressing yourself out beforehand and then you're not going to have any material to show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> so. I also thought that I, I, I couldn't do the things that I needed to do if I didn't have like all the tools in terms of like, I have always seen myself like over there, but like I've, I'm, uh, but I'm over here kind of thing where I'm always doing the most and, and always filling up my plate way too much and, and completely spreading myself thin and um, thinking that I can't do it if I don't show them that I can do everything in those five minutes or something that I'm trying to present myself to. Again, going back to me, like that desperate, you know, like need to just like validate me. (laughs) Um, So letting go of that shit, which was very difficult. um, And then to like have this like radical compassion towards the journey of the process of the song, you know what I mean? And like not being afraid to sound ugly. That's the other thing too. Like I sound really ugly when I'm like, you know, in my room just doing vocal warmups or just messing around or doing shit. Um, and that's part of the moment. I'm not always going to sound fucking incredible on point. And it's, it's bullshit to even give myself those um, expectations because I'm setting those expectations for other people too. And then I have to live up to, and that's the other thing too. I don't want anyone to like, I'm really trying to like build a moment where like, 
we kind of shift the way that we idolize our artists and like stop putting them on such a pedestal. You know what I mean? It's like that pressure in itself is what also fucks so many artists. And like, it's like we can't live up to perfection. And like, that's also toxic because when you get stand culture, which is, and then getting into the whole thing, but it's all layered, it's all pieces, right? So it has to start from the beginning. So it's like, these are the things that I'm like, you know, trying to be aware of the most because like I want to be able to make sure that I'm having the most fun always when I'm doing this because it music became a chore when I was deep heavy with my you know ex team because it was no longer something that brought me joy I just felt like I was just being forced now to do something and that's like oh and then I don't love it anymore but I want to be happy doing it and I want to be able to like be sufficient, like be able to live off of like something that makes me really happy because otherwise I can't do it. I can't operate in this world the way that I am and the way that I like every part of me and every intersection that I cross. This world just wasn't built for me, period. That's just the name of the game. So I'm not going to appease anymore to any more structures. I'm just going to just try to do the moment, try to do the thing. It's hard regardless. It's hard regardless. It's hard playing the game or it's hard paving your own path. Which one are you going to choose? Yep. Jim Carrey has a line about that. You can fail doing what you don't love um, just as easily you can fail doing what you do love. So <laughs> do what you love. Yes. 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 I think the, the the chat is also with you and um, Alexa saying we need more queer representation. The audience has always been here, but now we're demanding it. So there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the next question is, uh, I think more of just a fun one. Um, what's your favorite song? <laughs> Aiden like asks. In general? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> of all time. That's the hardest question I've asked. Probably. I mean, anything by the Venga Boys fucks me up. The Venga Boys is my inspo. I feel like right now I'm just really kind of channeling all of the, I mean, just club music, bro. Like, I'm a club kid. I will club until the day I die, you know, like it's that's where I'm at. And and then anything like the Swedes just fuck me up like ABBA. Abba Gold, I'll just play that shit from top to bottom and all my anxieties go away. Like, it's that girl. Um, and so those are, like, I would say just, like, my biggest inspos. I can't really choose, like, a favorite song. Like, are you wild? <laughs> <laughs> it's what Aiden wants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, so I, I think for me, I kind of go back to, like, early 20 teens, like, Charlie XCX. I mean, I'm going to go there um, with like the true romance era. Um, anything from that album is just, I've, 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 I can listen to it any day and I'm just like, okay, this is like going to make me happy and feel mellow. Um, but if I'm going to go like, okay, let's get really like super deep and into it. I mean, uh, I mean, two weeks by FK Twigs is always going to be something that if I want to feel myself that day, it's going to be two weeks. Like, yeah. 
And also, she is from a Taliban is from the same city I'm from. So I was like, yes, girl, like you, you show people how it is doing everything. Oh, yeah. She also does the most, and she had to. She like that's what made her stand apart is the fact that she really did the most and did it so well, and everything about that she does is just so amazing. Yeah, she's always wicked in control of what she wants to do from visual she will learn yes, skill. I'm just yes. like that is it like I want to learn she paid her own way she paid yes. her own way there's no one like her <sighs> the girls try the yes. girls try <laughs> but there's no FK there's no other FK twig that's the beauty of it and as well she just she's just literally kind of going I'm going to lay my heart on the line whilst laying my body on the line laying my heart <laughs> It's like, how far can you go until you're going to the divine level of, like, music and art here? I'm like, oh. I mean, that's what music and art is, girl. It's the divine, you know? Yes. It's like that. It's And that's what I'm talking about. That's what mm. it needs to be at the forefront of the art that we create and that we put out there. Yes. Um, even though uh, Aiden asked this radical question, um, he says in the chat, yay, you noticed me. Thank you. You made my night. Woo. Love y'all. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> we got to talk about FKA Twigs, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So our last little uh, chat question that we've got in here. Um, what artist influenced you the most in your journey to find your own distinctive style? Mm, Sophie. Sophie. <laughs> That person changed my life in every way, shape, or form. How Sophie single-handedly changed the pop landscape um, and doing it all behind the scenes <laughs> and being a baddie doing it and being still an underground pop star. And I just saw Sophie going all the way. Like I saw Sophie being at the same level of Doja Cat. Like that's what I need to see. Like that's what I need to see at like at the forefront. And like, I just don't know, don't know what else to say. How instrumental Sophie has been for me. And I know for many queer and trans artists that just, you don't see yourself there and you don't think you can do it and then you see someone doing it that's enough to like <laughs> absolutely <sighs> Sophie, Sophie's up there like I think just for any queer trans artist who just wants to make music and just like explore just explore and uh, yourself through music and just be like, this is who I am. I think um, it's, it's really, it's really just seeing the response of their passing from a lot of just queer artists from really from producers to club kids, drag artists, like there, there's such a massive impact of their artistry from, from, the whole time that it just I think with her she just is really just a genius an ingenious mm -hmm. of, of this moment that I think we've all been inspired like by her and 
yeah, I can honestly say like definitely was one of the pioneers of why I wanted to produce too. Period. It doesn't have to come from a say like similar influence or similar sound or whatever, but it's just how she just owned being herself and just being fucking creative and being a badass to it. Like, yeah. So far. And she also wasn't afraid to talk about her trans experience. Like it's all in the lyrics. It's all in the lyrics. It's all in the music. Like the way that Sophie, you know, helped us shift, you know, immaterial girl is like, that song when I first heard that it like changed my DNA. Like it was just like ah, I could be anything I want. <laughs> that kind of moment. And then following that feeling, um come on, icon, absolute icon. We will forever be changed. And and Sophie's influence is going to be seen and continue to be seen. And it's gonna can continue to come to the forefront through all the people that were inspired by Sophie, you know, and it's, it's just gonna, the legacy lives on. Girl did an amazing set. It was a historic set. We, we at Club Q threw a, a little, um, uh, a commemoration party in Sophie's honor. And Girl closed the party with a sort of historical set that started basically like they went through all the archives to look at Sophie interviews and all the music that 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 what that's inspired Sophie and then created a set and then walked us through the eras starting from the disco in the 70s and then going into the house and techno of the 90s the euro and just it was just like an experience it was like education and realizing like Sophie was literally using like, you know, built in tools in logic, not even anything wild to create the far bending earth shattering sounds that Sophie made, which is the wildest part of that all. Like I learned that in that moment. I didn't know that it was like that, you know? Cool. Great answer. Um, is that it for the, the chat questions? Yep. That's what we got. Man, the chat, chat, making you both work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I should say that I thank you for sticking with like Axel. I, it, it's gotta be getting on like two o'clock there now. And, uh, Serena, you've been, you had a boiler room Q and a earlier today. You got a big boiler room. Like it was so good. Thank you. Thank so yeah. good. Like yeah. what's going off, like your conversations with Kevin Aviance. I mean, if you can oh go back God. to the archive, it was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's on the boiler room, um, uh, Instagram, if you want to see it, but that was a pleasure to speak with the legend and icon. And like, we don't have many queer elders, you you know what I mean? And so to have that conversation in that space and like being like a hetero space, like boiler room is pretty hetero, you know what I mean? So like, it's really great that I've been, I've loved working with them and, you know, they really just let us like take, just take it and run with it and like, let us do our thing. And um, that's, that's just the best. So I'm really happy and thankful. I'm 
definitely looking forward to the boiler room tomorrow. That is a mm-hmm. just lineup. Holy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Believe it. It just kept going and going and going when I was re- reading the, the artists. Um, I have one more deep question for you. I know it's late and then we'll, then we'll move on, but it's a question that's been bothering. It's a question that it's actually like something I think about a lot. So as a straight male who is a fan of music, who kind of like, like comes across both of your music and is not viewing it in a lens of like queer or not, it's just good music. Um, and the kind of person who would just like stumble into one of your performances, not really knowing, like maybe not doing all the research I should be doing, just walking into the, walking into the party. Um, how, what, how should we be engaging with the queer community and queer parties? Like I'm conscious that sometimes I feel like a little bit like I could be in a bowl in a china shop where it's like, this is a very special space and event. And I don't want to like disrupt anything there, uh, but also like your music's great. Um, not Thank you. like I'm talking about you as artists individually. Um, so how, how should I interact with <laughs> and people like me interact with, with queer culture and queer music and queer music scenes? Oof. Oof. That's a big question. Yeah. I, There's so I mean, many layers to that. I mean, for myself, I still feel like there's so much that I still need to explore and in queer culture because if, as much as I've experienced it in bigger cities, I'm still in a smaller space and you have to then make those spaces make it work um, but like I guess the one thing I've always appreciated is just that again these dialogues that are taking place either during the event or afterwards big time and being respectful of, of letting people tell their stories and express themselves in the spaces. Um, but yeah, I still feel like I'm still going to have a chance of uh, still experiencing more queerness in, in nightlife in itself. So I guess I'm just always appreciative when people ask questions and want to know more and, and talk about it in a very respectful environment and giving it its integral um like just giving it an integrity um and even as a queer person i'm still learning that too i find i'm still learning that because you you know boundaries are so important boundaries are so fucking important at, at the moment and especially in, in in spaces like that queer spaces straight spaces like it's it's just yeah give people that respect and integrity but yeah i think if for me, it's more just if people are willing to engage and appreciate, and again, we can have a conversation like this on this panel or a dialogue through like Instagram or something. I'm always like very like appreciative of that. Mm. Yeah, at the same, at the, and then at the same time, it's like I'm not, I'm not as much as I'm a queer person in this world. I'm not an expert. No one's like, uh, there's so much, mm-hmm. so much more of my story. I don't know from other people's stories. So there's only a certain amount I can give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, you're both, you've both, you're both promoters and, and put on parties, right? So that's what, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of why I'm at. Like you're, you're curating events. Um, so you're not just, you're not just anyone. Um, so you're curating these events. And I'm very conscious, like music scenes, the way I think of it, like, 
music scenes are all special and unique in a way, but there are some that it like go to the next level of specialness. I think like Serena, you mentioned on our call, like this is our church. This is our dance floor. Mm-hmm. The dance floor mm-hmm. It's like, it's not like just a few friends getting together, playing beats in a club. Um, mm-hmm. Next level. We have stakes, you know, like nightclub. Yeah. It's like, we have those stakes versus like straight nightlife is just has a whole different, you know, agenda at the at the forefront of it that falls you know back into capitalism and white supremacy you know like all these things that like just constantly are being constructed and like you know these governments don't really um they they don't protect our spaces like here in this city all of our spaces are virtually gone so bro like we're actually going to be starting from scratch when we get out of this pandemic and it's sad that there wasn't nothing to keep these spaces from closing down um and you know and just you know shooting for condos so it's just really important i think just to know that like you're a guest in the space i guess i want to talk about the space when we're talking about like an actual live or like a space whatever because like the the thing about the music portion of it is like I want everyone to enjoy music. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I my music comes through a trans lens, a queer lens, a marginalized lens, but the feelings are universally felt. You know what I mean? And we're all in this rat race. We all put on a performance when we leave the house because we're always, you know, that's just what we've been bred. And I just like really want to like shat all that and have everyone really truly face who they are and like you know unpack that dissect that and then have the courage to be every single piece of themselves you know what I mean um because like that's just the only way that we're actually going to kind of like get to that point where we can finally just be people and everything else like it's just it's part of us. It's part of our identities, but they're no longer dictating how we operate in this world and the opportunities that we're going to have in this world because of X, Y, and Z. Um, so, but we had a really funny straight night for queers themed party uh, a few years ago at Club Quarantine and it was so funny. And we had straight people come through and it was amazing. Like loved it. Like, you know, it's just like, um, yeah, if you respect the space and 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 that's it. Because like the other thing too is like uh, that I think about a lot is building community based in like uh, values and morals versus like identity boxes, you know, because like a queer space doesn't necessarily mean a safe space either, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot within the queer community that we've had to dismantle um, because there is a lot of racism in the queer community and a lot of transphobia in the queer community. And so trying to maneuver through that and really trying to tend to our own garden, you know? Um, and I think that's what everyone also needs to be doing is also tending to their own garden and their own people and their own, you know, all the things that we carry um, as individuals and as collectives in communities yes. before we can finally, like, finally just start enjoying life and everything that everyone has to offer. Um, yeah. Well said. <laughs> My, my question was, uh, you, we took it broad. It was actually much more, it was just like, like actually going to an event. Um, but I think you bring up a really good point. Um, 
And it's an interesting. If you're gonna go to an event too, and it's like a a, a very queer space, go with queer people too. You yeah. know I mean, don't just show up with you and your girlfriend. You know, giving that vibe because like that, in, like you, that in itself could make people uncomfortable just for the fact that it's like a sacred space. That's the only reason why. You know, because when you leave those doors, it's like, you know it's a whole different vibe. I've never been able to hold my partner's hand and not feel the type of way in public. That's just the reality that I have experienced always. Right. So it's just like honoring that, knowing that, understanding that, and then, and then, and then making sure that you're with other queer people as well. For sure. And I think that's, that's something I want just want to like put an exclamation point on that. Like you mentioned, like you can't hold your partner's hand out. Like it's the one space where you can just be yourself. Yeah. When you're entering that space as an outsider, be respectful of that. Like it's not just like three friends playing music for each other. It's so much more. Mm-hmm. 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 The big thing, like it's it's understanding that even with with queer spaces, even in with music, music is fluid. Music is fluid. There is no structure in that whatsoever. So why do we need to present that in in spaces and places? You know, like let let people just be who they are and let them enjoy that freedom. Because for some people, that's probably the only time they can feel free mm-hmm. and know and learn about themselves and love themselves. For sure. It's an interesting dichotomy with music because on one hand, it's universal, right? So like it's naturally going to resonate with everyone. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it's so tied to like, again, a space that's the only space you can be yourself in this identity. Like there's a whole culture aspect of it too. So like definitely historically in music, you can see that go off the rails, right? Where like... And how it gets appropriated, you know, snatched and then packaged and labeled you know, and then, and then that's why it, it, it annoys us. It pisses us off. Like those are the things because like, until like, we're also winning as the creators of that content, then not everyone can have that pie right now. You gotta let us have our pie, you know? <laughs> yes, we do. Um, yes, we absolutely do. Um, especially in electronic music. I feel like electronic music has a lot of uh, atonement to do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. Well, that's the last, we'll end it. We'll end it there. That's the last deep, hard question. Um, we'll start to wrap it up. Is I guess like for both of you, are there any, are there any projects we should be watching out for? Anything we should be, looking for coming up from from both of you yeah i mean the album coming out um june 11 is the plan which is also my birthday doing it on my birthday um and yeah i mean i'm just getting everything together for that and we'll be releasing some singles beforehand and some visuals and just trying to share my story if you have when the singles come out, the videos come out, please send them over to me and we'll we'll play them on frequencies. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, if, uh, hopefully we're having a bibliotheca release coming out this year. I've been starting to work on some stuff, kind of going down a very 
like field recording route at the moment and just kind of wanting to release something off of the attacker right now um and just have more fun exploring my musical identity that's great video attacker again great record label out of toronto um sonia performed here um not too long ago i mean check her set out um but yeah definitely looking forward to that release um Mark. really really excited and obviously i'll mention it the boiler room tomorrow for club q Yes, oh. come through, come through. It's a five-hour moment. <laughs> in our usual parties, yeah. Are you, are you hosting at all? Or are you you? I am you're hosting. Full, I am hosting. A full five <laughs> hours. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. Flight Club Q is trying to kill you. Um. <laughs> yeah, she tries it. She tries it. That's great. It's so amazing to see the success of Club Q again. Um, seeing it from its infant days. I think I like I think I saw the first like Facebook shares of like a Zoom party of DJ. Wild, what wild, it is now is just insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be definitely tuning in there. Well, thank you both for joining us tonight. Thank this you is for having great. us. This thank you so wicked. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really wonderful. You're welcome. Um, we really appreciate you spending time here at Frequencies. Um, the sets were incredible. The conversation was great. Um, looking forward to everything that, that's coming up. I'd like to thank Andrew, our director, um, who I can see but nobody else can see on Zoom. Um, Brittany for the amazing moderation tonight <laughs> in question, <laughs> representing the chat. Um, Evie's joining. Going to get her credit. Just yeah. She's going to pop in at the last second. <laughs> there we go. Them visuals, them visuals. <laughs> like truly, truly. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Great job as always, Evie. Um, it's, each and every month is a pleasure working with you and seeing just what you create. I love the surprise. Um, it's always, always incredible. Um, Thanks to uh, Chris Marlowe, who keeps our Instagram stream going, seeing him in the chats. And thanks for everybody for joining and watching. Like uh, all the audience makes this each and every month. We're on live stream number 23, which is absolutely incredible. Um, definitely did not envision myself in my life being a live stream host. Um, <laughs> Frequencies was just a live event for a very- <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm, uh, and now we're now we're doing 23, going on to 24 next month. Um, so okay. Okay. join us next month. And we're gonna play some, we're gonna play some tracks like we always do. Two tracks to just kind of wind down the night and end things. Um, I gotta figure, remember what tracks I said I was gonna play. Um, we're gonna play two tracks. So one is a respin. A lot of respins tonight. I guess I was feeling a little nostalgic. Um, it's by Isla Den. It's called Sad Age. It's out on their latest EP. Um, and then Scare Me to Death by, oh man, how did I just forget his name? I didn't write it down. I ripped the MP3. <laughs> Cripplord. Cripplord. It's so late. We need to end this. Um, So (laughs) thank you, everyone. Thank you, the artist. Thank you, Evie. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Chris. And 
Thank you. Starting things off with Isla Den Sad Age and then ending it with Crip Lord Scare Me to Death. Andrew, take it away. Just look around, there's nothing left. When everything's a sedative lately. When I awoke, another dream. From such a height I'd never seen. I made a mistake, I couldn't see. That everything fit perfectly. Oh, when I awoke, another dream. I know you're laying there next to me From where I stand, the solid ground Though all I know has vanished completely When I awoke, another dream I tried to move, but couldn't leave I made a mistake, I couldn't see That everything did perfectly Oh, when I awoke, another dream I know you're laying there next to me It's just another dream it's just another dream. It's just another dream. It's just another dream. It's just another dream. It's just another dream I have. It's just another dream. It's just another dream, yeah. Just look around, there's nothing left. When everything's decided completely. When I awoke, another dream. From such a height I've never seen. Made a mistake, I couldn't see That everything fit perfectly Oh, when I awoke, another dream I know you're laying there next to me It's just another dream 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 I have It's just another dream
money, I've been running out of place Been running out of friends who can tell me I'm okay Been trying to take a breath, but I feel like it's a waste I kinda wanna taste, but what's stopping me with you? Tell me what I should do, you're all I see When you're sitting there in the room Do you know it's not easy to be here with you? I hate that I'll say it, but girl, I still have to I don't wanna leave, but I really have to I can't look away from the warning signs Tell me what you mean, you're scaring me to death Yeah, I don't have the patience to hear you to hear you say